everyone, welcome to another episode of our Devakrut Projects podcast. I'm Nadia Maibel, recording from 151 Jan Smuts Devakrut Bookstore. And today we have someone very exciting joining us, Zintle, also known as Z Zulu. Welcome Zintle, and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. It's an, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited that you're here actually, because I'm really excited about this conversation. Yeah. So to start off, who is Z Zulu? Well, my name is Zintle Zulu and I developed a, a character to kind of please everyone around me as I was growing up. So when I decided to take on, you know, the illustration career that I've taken on, I decided to make a character for that career um, to live through. And her name is Z Zulu and Z actually derives from the meaning wisdom, will, purpose and knowledge. And I use those things within my art to kind of create with some sort of purpose and direction. So at at the core, I am a storyteller. So I live through storytelling with the character Zizulu. Okay, that's so interesting. So did you start off with an actual illustration of her or what? No, no, I don't illustrate Zizulu. I... I, I I am the illustrator, so <laughs> I, I don't really see myself as a muse. I see too many um, muses and other people, just ordinary everyday people that I see um, in life in general, um, especially the muses that aren't uh, praised by society. Like just an everyday ordinary person is a muse to me. So I, I take on the role um, of portraying them rather than portraying myself, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, could you please tell us about your technical creative process? My creative process has some sort of a structure, seeing as that I studied to be an illustrator. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, sometimes it just happens randomly. Sometimes it's open-ended and abstract and all those things. But in its core, I have to have three things, which is um, content, communication and deadline. I always find content um, in like over-researching whatever it is that I have an idea of because obviously the first idea that you have is not the most novel idea. I try to get to novelty first and, you know, really thoroughly go through the content and find out what it is that I'm trying to say through my art. And then communication, that's going to sound weird, but I oftentimes get communication in like signs and ideas and proper clear images of my art through dreams. I know it sounds like an excuse to sleep, but (laughs) it's like, that's where I get clarity. I think maybe my ancestors communicate Mm -hmm. to me, but if I am working for a client, I mean, I would have to talk to a client and then they communicate to me what it is Mm -hmm. that they want to see. And then obviously deadline. I mean, since the beginning of my creative journey, I've always toyed with the idea of having faith in a drawing on illustration because it's it's not really measured or calculated, you know, drawing something, you you don't know that you can do it until you've done it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to have some sort of faith to follow through with it because Mm -hmm. it's something that you've never done oftentimes. So I balance that with obviously the fear of not following through with the deadline or you know, bringing something on time. So I do obviously need a deadline because I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> That's basically process. Yeah. 
content communication deadline. Okay. So then you draw more from dreams than references. Well, it's it's actually a balance of the two as well okay. because I'm I'm very particular with portraying things as they are, mm-hmm. but also mixing them with the way that I see them personally, like yeah. from a subjective context. Because I mean, recreating things that are already in existence. Um, needs to have some sort of edge that makes it your own, you know. Mm-hmm. So I do get a lot from dreams, but I also try to, you know, follow the the rules, and mm-hmm. then I kind of break them after following them. If that makes sense, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So then, how do these, like, how do your drawings translate into the digital? Into the digital realm. Yes. To be honest, like in the beginning. I was so against the digital realm. In the beginning, before I knew um, about this whole illustration space, I was so hell-bent on sticking to the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, because I thought it was like sticking to your roots and, you know, have to use traditional mediums. And I was kind of against like the digital mediums until I learned the possibilities that the software has. And basically that using the digital mediums that are offered to us offers like an extension of a medium mm-hmm. and it offers way more possibilities in a far shorter space of time. So when I draw, it's not like I'm thinking, okay, and then I'm going to do this on this software and I'm going to use Photoshop to mm-hmm. edit this. It's not like when I draw, I'm just drawing and I kind of leave it bare, mm-hmm. bare enough so that I can experiment more and push further in the digital realm because okay. of the possibilities that are there. Yeah. So yeah, I think in its bare, in its bareness, when they translate to the digital realm, it offers more space for me to experiment and explore. Yeah. So when did you know exactly when you wanted to pursue illustration as a career? As a career, yeah, no. This actually happened not so long ago. Because all my life, I was kind of groomed to, you know, follow a normal career path. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to state which those are. But like, you know, like my parents did not expect this of me. Mm-hmm. And people around my community expected me to be some someone or something different. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me so confused when I was choosing my career. I, I didn't want to focus so much on what made me happy. I was more focused on like the logic of things how am mm-hmm. i gonna eat how am i gonna make it how mm-hmm. am i gonna survive on my own as opposed to what do i love to do so when we were choosing our our subjects uh, i dropped art and yeah because i was like <laughs> what am i gonna do with art I, I took physics and accounting and all these subjects that i was like okay i'm gonna have like a, a comfortable cushiony career and if I, if I follow this path and then I remember my art teacher back then she was like it's a shame that you're you're dropping art you know and like people in my art class were like yo you should come and join our class so I had to beg my dad and I asked him I'm like yo daddy please can I please can I take art and he's like no unless you take two subjects so I had to take an eighth subject at that point and it showed me how much I loved art because mm-hmm. I had so many subjects and <laughs> they were so hard and mm-hmm. all my passion ended up going into art because it was like um, a form of release, yeah, mm-hmm. meditation and escape, you know, from all like the all of the pressure mm-hmm. that everything else had. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be a fine artist. And I I decided to take the leap of taking that path. And then I was applying for schools and my parents were like, you you need to take design, just study design because that kind of makes sense. And 
I was also against that and then I ended up doing it and I studied graphic design, photography and illustration. And then it happened again Mm -hmm. that I was focused on one thing more than everything else. So I started focusing on illustration and it became became a life, man. (laughs) It It was the one. So that's when I decided this this should be a career. And I found purpose in like the pureness of telling stories within mm-hmm. illustration because I find it to be like a midpoint between fine arts and design mm-hmm. where you can take, you know, the good parts of each side yeah. and find yourself as an illustrator. Yeah, it's really cool because I know I struggled with that because I also did physics. Mm. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. It just puts, like it makes things clearer. It's like, yeah. yeah, actually, this is... This is the way. This is the one. So then what advice would you give students with the same issue? Yeah, no, I'd probably give them the same advice that I got that I ignored, which was um, <laughs> follow your heart listen to your heart people would tell me that and I was mm-hmm. like listen my heart is not going to feed me when I you know because we always um, toiled with these stories of yeah you're going to become a starving artist and when you actually take it on as a career and you, you make the possibilities mm-hmm. happen or you look for them then you actually see that no this is actually not the case you know yeah. people who tell you all the negative things about taking this on as a career whether it be art or illustration or design or whatever they tell you all the negatives and it's like if you take the path and you look for the positives you might find them so yeah. just earlier on whatever your heart is saying whatever you you you're most passionate about just stick to that because that's that's probably what you placed on earth to do mm-hmm. you know yeah it's just having the belief and the trust that you know yeah. this is what i'm meant to do and you won't really have that as much in something that you're less passionate in and also taking it seriously yes that's also another thing you know mm-hmm. people use it as an escape which is fine mm-hmm. but also take it serious from a, from a young age if i took this yeah. more seriously if i knew <laughs> Ah, man. But anyway, Uh but I'm glad I'm where I'm at now. It's fine. Your star is already shining really bright. Thanks, guys. So then, illustration has always been a medium by which people have educated and connected and shared stories with each other. And they've done this over generations. So do you think this is still true or effective today? I, I do think that it's still true and effective. I mean, there are a lot of illustrators, especially now, currently, that are making their way through, um, telling stories and you know kind of preserving the culture for the next generations to come mm-hmm. but um i mean i think more can happen with with regards to just the focus of preserving the culture um for for the future and yeah in terms of illustration being a medium through which people can be educated i've seen the evolution of how illustration is applied in teaching young children how to read and write Mm. the way that like for instance my niece she's she's in grade one and i was looking through her workbooks and i was expecting like some boring you know black and white (laughs) like learning about the abcs and whatnot but i was shocked at how much more developed and more colorful and more integrated and more culture conscious the illustrative aspects of the textbooks that she learns Mm. from are and they've pushed it further in terms of the department of education and people don't really appreciate that progression that's Mm. happening and it's slow it's going to be slow but it's happening so the fact that that can be appreciated i mean it's happening so I think this progression. So why do you think it's important to preserve culture and tradition through illustration? I could go on and on about this. <laughs> um, 
I, I think that the way that we, we illustrate, and I know that there's trends in design and illustration, mm-hmm. and we try to um, adhere to these trends, and most of these trends are kind of globalized. Yeah. And within our South African context, it's very hard to look at an illustrator's illustration and be like, this, this guy is South African, or yeah. this guy is from this culture. And I know that, um, you know, we are kind of becoming one in a globalized setting. You know, we, are, we, we can identify with one another. doesn't matter what culture or continent or country that we come from. We can still find some sort of like foundation where we're the same, mm-hmm. which is great. But maintaining that particularity in our universal setting is, is really important. And celebrating that you're proud of your culture you kind of know your culture mm. because I, I, I can't expect everyone to know their culture. I mean, I, I don't thoroughly know mine because I don't celebrate it. You know, I celebrate maybe Western culture, European culture and, and all these other cultures mixed with mine. Mm. But like, you know, representing the different ones and finding, you know, finding that pride in each one, I think is really important. And illustration as a medium has so many possibilities of preserving this through the colors and the textures, the line variations, the, the different things that symbolize the different parts of our cultures and finding out that actually most of us have similarities. Yeah. It's important to preserve culture yeah. using contemporary illustration. So then you, you were speaking about the specific lines that you use. So I noticed that your color scheme is very, it's almost become your signature. It's, it seems very specific to you. And I, I feel like it's very interesting because it's something that I don't usually see in illustration. Mm-hmm. So could you maybe talk more about that and why you decided to choose those specific colors? I struggle a lot with color scheme. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. It's still the thing that I battle with the most. And it's literally because I'm still kind of young in, in learning the color schemes that work and the colors that don't work. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to painting and digital painting quite recently, maybe like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting that you say like it's become my signature because I try and use colors that people would say don't go well together. For mm-hmm. instance, like I'll use light orange with like a dark purple. Those colors don't go together. <laughs> but then I, I want to find a way to make them work yeah. somehow and try and balance and understand color through through my art so sometimes i'm successful sometimes i'm not but i do often use like bright colors that i often would not even choose to wear as clothing or Mm -hmm. you know like i try to stray away from what i would enjoy you know and try and find something that works in there for me another another reason that my color schemes are the way that they are is because most of my illustrations have to do with culture and specifically Zulu culture. So the way that I've seen Zulu culture being represented in the past, it's mostly shown through earth tones and mm-hmm. different hues of brown and red and, and beige. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like similar mm-hmm. kind of color. And we're supposed to understand that as Zulu culture. But yeah. then to me personally, my culture is very bright and wonderful. And, you know, it's it, it's very attractive. And the colors aren't supposed to just be limited to what mm. we've seen before to represent the culture. I think we should push the culture through color, through different techniques in illustration. So then what has the response been from those that identify with Zulu culture? I've gotten such mixed responses. <laughs> like, for instance, my parents' generation. My parents, okay, they, they don't understand why I use the colors that mm. I do. But then I know it's because I'm I'm pushing, like, the 
the narrative forward mm. in a way and with people who are my age that are like kind of grappling with their own cultures they'll they'll commend what i'm doing because it's like they can identify with it because it's within their context mm. it's within their social context context and understanding and what they've what they've been exposed to in the illustration field so yeah but like i get i get some good responses some motivating responses that keep me moving forward mm. and it's a weird balance because it's like you kind of have to pay homage to the older generation and say to them that hey i understand the culture but this is what i'm doing with it mm. but for them it's like they're very hell-bent on preserving the culture i mean i know that in zulu culture we've progressed in terms of um the, with, within the feminist movement and how women are not seen the same way that they were seen like 50 or 20 or 10 years ago. And I try and push that in my art to try and say that like we're in 2018, you know, I don't belong in the kitchen. That's just one of the aspects where culture has evolved and we need to keep, you know, keep up with the fact that it's evolving instead Mm -hmm. of looking to the past and just repurposing the past, but instead adding the present so that the future has a more updated version of what the culture is. Yeah. Yeah. So much of your work also involves personal narratives. And I feel that is it's very successful in representing a collective local South African identity. So how important is this for you to achieve in your work? Yeah, I, I think it's the most important thing to achieve because aside from, you know, just me personally being Zulu, I need to also look out for the fact that I am in the South African context and my first audience is my country you know Mm. um, but um my personal narrative i i try and emulate that in my illustration is actually it deeply has to do with finding out my own identity in terms of understanding the world um understanding culture but more importantly like discovering my ontology my nature of being in the world how i experience the world and in a spiritual sense as well so all of my characters der- are derived from spirituality and understanding you know the and an- the ancestors and how much of a role that they play mm-hmm. in zulu culture and trying to represent them like for instance every project that i take on that's illustration related has to be a story one of my one of my babies my most important story is nandipa mm-hmm. um it's a comic book that i wrote started writing last year and it basically deals with a girl who's kind of stuck in between worlds, similar to me, where she's actually from Ekasi, like locations mm-hmm. like the hood, but she's she's also part of like the suburban world, and she goes to a Model C school, and you know she she has to learn like the ways of the world through the Model C perspective, but then she also understands the Gassi perspective. It also deals with colorism in terms of the fact that she's the darkest girl in Mm -hmm. her neighborhood and black people in the neighborhood around her ridicule her because she's the darkest. But Mm -hmm. in essence, we're all the same, you know? And her best friend, he's he's also got a skin condition. He's an albino Mm -hmm. and he's also black and he's also Zulu. It kind of deals with the fact that there's still so much brokenness within the culture that we still have to kind of fix and then um, emulate to the South African context and also bringing other cultures and other races into the, the Zulu culture and understanding that like there's problems within each culture, but we can talk about them through an entertaining aspect mm. of illustration, art. And 
so on. But yeah, basically Nandipa, she's a she's a superhero that has the task of preserving and, and protecting her culture, but she does this through fighting evil spirits in her dreams. So in essence, she doesn't actually live as a superhero. She's not too different from everyone, but only when she dreams, she's this um, superhero. The two main characters, like Nandipa and her sidekick, um, Langa, they, like Nandipa's superpower is like super strength. Like no one can fly because, I mean, no one can fly. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's super strength and it's super strength and having a, a force field, a protective force field from her, from her shield. And then Langa superpower because he's he's an albino, he he can emulate light, a blinding light, and he can be invisible. So. But those are all powers I want. But she can take those aspects into her personal reality and to her conscious life, and she's still the same as everyone else. So it's kind of saying that you don't actually have to have the powers, but you you can take the powers from a place where they can exist and bring it into your own reality. Mm. So, I mean, it, it talks about a lot of things. I mean, I can go on and on, but um, those are just some of the aspects that I branch off of just from, mm. you know, starting at Zulu culture. What is it? How do I perceive it? And then telling stories from that point. Have you fin- you uh, haven't finished it yet? No! Okay. Like, I started it, yeah. But I need oh, to finish it, yeah. That's it, so cool. So can you comment on the importance of representation in the digital creative world? I think it's so important. I I remember, okay, back in high school when I when I was drawing, every week we had to have a drawing done. And, you know, they teach us different things like perspective, dimension, foreshortening, you know, um, figure drawing, humans and all that. So every single time I had a drawing, I would... I'd look on Google and, for instance, it would be like, draw draw a woman. And then if you type in woman, you don't see someone who looks like you. I, I always wondered how long will it take for it to, to not be that way? Because, I mean, mm. it's not a proper reflection of um, how many different people there are in the world, how many different cultures, how many yeah. different races. And it's not just about race representation. Um, it's also about the way that a woman is represented or the way that um, a South African is represented or, you know, all, all these different issues and aspects that we deal with on a daily basis that we kind of overlook. But yeah, representation is, is it's, it's very important, especially in the digital art space, because oftentimes I, I stalk different digital arts platforms for instance, Behance or DeviantArt, Instagram, you know, um, all these different places. And when I scroll through them, I I don't see too many people that look like me, but then there are, there are illustrators who dedicate themselves to representing themselves through their art. And I always thought that when I start illustrating and I, and I make my characters, I just need to make up for all the, the lack of illustrations of people that look like me in in contexts that reflect my own, not just, you know, in a rural context or like people who who um, chill in Rosebank, still not knowing what they're doing with their lives, but like just <laughs> chilling in Rosebank or different archetypes of each culture or different archetypes of each race. We just need to all focus our energy to represent that so that this, this doesn't keep occurring, that mm-hmm. when you search illustration of a woman 
you you don't see every single race or every single culture being represented in yeah. all the kinds of ways that they can be. But yeah, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go, but I think we're we're, we're definitely making progress. I yeah. can't stress enough how beautiful progress is and how much it should be appreciated. Like we could we we can't get to an ideal overnight. We have to yeah. you know work towards it. That's what makes it special, I think. So what do you think is the future of illustration especially in this country? In this country. I think illustration is a very odd place right now in the country because when illustrators make artworks, they fall under the fine art space when they make commercial art for corporate industries and they fall under the designer space. So we're trying to find a, you know footing in establishing ourselves as illustrators and mm-hmm. taking that on as a career or being hired as an illustrator it's it's kind of foreign mm-hmm. in, in this country it's not as common and that's because of probably the amount of opportunities that we have here um i think it's it's a good space for us to grow because it's it's still in its formative stages mm-hmm. so i think we have we have the potential to make something bigger than dc comics or marvel mm-hmm. or Disney or Nickelodeon or you know all of these all of these international industries that we have to compete with we we need to start seeing ourselves as worthy competitors and we have the ground to think bigger even if we may not see the means we have to dream bigger than what we can see in front of us but the opportunities are increasing and it's becoming better i'm i'm finding amazing jobs to do like right now i'm working on a children's book and i've been telling everyone <laughs> that but like it's the most amazing job for me the fact that i can do that it's 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 a blessing with doing that i need to know that 5 years from now i need to be creating jobs for the next round of illustrators mm-hmm. who are up and coming like me yeah we have a lot of space for growth and i think as an industry we're going to we're about to dominate this world but like <laughs> in terms of illustration the use of it the many different industries that we help through illustration we need to also focus on that like the department of arts and culture in our mm. country needs to make space for illustrators to influence the education sector and to create a reading culture in our in our country by putting illustrators to work to ha- have them make books for little children so that our education sector and and the very bad state that the the children like sorry i just read a fact that 80% of grade 4 kids cannot read for understanding and illustration is is the tool to help them to read for understanding when when they reading their materials they have to compete with so much that's going on yeah. with the entertainment industry offering all these cartoons that you can yeah. watch and waste time on which it's not a waste of time it's actually fun <laughs> but still they have all these games and cell phones and iPads and they have all this technology that they have access to so much to not have to focus on yeah. reading and learning so i think that needs to be stressed and i'm on a mission to stress that and make that a thing that um reading is actually so cool because of illustration yeah. and Yeah, there's there's a lot of room for growth. We just need to apply illustrators into the right um industries mm-hmm. to make the country as a whole better and the industry as a whole better. So yeah, I think the future is bright. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm so glad I'm an illustrator. It's, yeah. it's the one. It's really exciting. Thank you. So we have an upcoming illustration workshop that you'll be heading during the school holidays, which will be the early 
which will be early July at David Crook Bookstore, 151 Smuts Avenue, Parkwood. So can you maybe give us an idea on what to expect from this? Well, I'm hoping that it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm trying to aim the workshop at young high school students who really want to take, you know, their art career seriously, whichever part that they take. But I just want to expose them to what I know and what I've learned um, in my part and illustration in particular. And basically we'll be deconstructing um, some of the stories that I've written in, mm -hmm. in the past and illustrated, uh, specifically my comic Nandipa, mm -hmm. the protector of the Zulu kingdom. <laughs> I'll just be taking them through how I created it and how they can um, sharpen their skills at a younger age, mm -hmm. you know, to be better than me. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, just taking them through illustration techniques, drawing, figure drawing, storytelling, different aspects of what it takes to start their own stories, especially mm -hmm. to encourage them to write their own stories at a younger age. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I want to learn the thing or two. Thank you. Come <laughs> through. Come no, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> so if our listeners want to know more and actually follow you and see what you do, where could they follow you on which platforms? Well, first platform, follow me on Instagram at Z underscore Zulu. That's Z-H-I underscore Z-U-L-U -U. or you could go to my website that's www dot nope that's two W's that is zzulu.com <laughs> so if you just search for zzulu.com you'll get more insight as to what I do and what work I have and what I'll be working on in future well thank you very much for thank joining you. us this was really intriguing insightful educational and I'm really excited to see where you go in the future thank you so much for having me